Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Sure hope so. Hey, we're live! Is it working? Is why it are working? you not? Wait, Christian, why are you not wearing? Where's your start? Are you kidding me? It's in the other room. Okay, the oh shirt's in the other room. The shirt's in the other room. Okay. May the fourth be with you. Okay, it's working. It's working so far. And we are live. I'm picking up a little feedback. Yeah, I got a little feedback too. <clears throat> Are you blaming Justin? Because I am. I, I I feel like we should blame anything that goes wrong on this broadcast. We should blame J- Justin because he's the most savvy out of all of us. Well, I never used this Streamyard thing. I haven't either. Well, this is our second attempt. We did it last week. First time was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, guys, welcome to Taco Tuesday. Really fast, before we get started, if you go into settings, there's an echo cancellation. I have it turned on. I'm pretty sure mine's on, too. It's probably me, then. I'm not hearing it anymore. Oh, now I'm hearing it. It's when I talk. I hear it when you talk, too. It's probably you. Mine is on. Wait, so so you go into settings... I'm looking. Hang on. <clears throat> it's, it's it's May fourth, not four twenty, Justin. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking yeah. secret vape hits behind his laptop right now that nobody wear, wear a mask. Okay, so my, yeah. my echo cancellation is on. Yeah, mine's on too. I guess we're just gonna have to live with it. Let's roll with it. I'm not. It's are, not you, are, you, are you hearing it on your side or like on Facebook? I don't have it pulled up on. I don't have the stream pulled up on Facebook. Yeah, neither do I. But I'm not hearing anything on my side. So I, I don't. I have it pulled up on Facebook. Actually, hang on. Okay, Christian. I had it on Facebook. I just exited out of it. Yeah, maybe that was it then. Maybe Christian, we got so Buffy, you. Buffy says it's Justin, not me. So, and then um, I guess they're not hearing it on their side. Bright Price said so. That's good. Four twenty on the Taco Tuesday bus. Look at, <laughs> look at these. Let's start with the the important. The important All right, yeah. Let's 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 talk about the tacos. What do we got today, gentlemen? Mm. Oh, this is this is Taco John's. It's like a way better version of Taco Bell. It's Nebraska only. Blasphemy. 
know, when he said a specialty from Nebraska, I had no idea what to expect. Taco John's. Taco John's. Interesting. These are homemade. Not by me. <laughs> Mine are homemade too, just homemade inside of Cafe Rio. <laughs> Someone's home is Cafe counts. Rio, and mine was made in Cafe Rio. Mm. That's pretty good. I've had mm. Cafe Rio one time when I went to Idaho. I wish we had one here. <laughs> Cafe Rio is bomb. I have I have probably almost fifty dollars worth of points on there because <laughs> I go there so often. Um, it's it's a real problem. And then I also got this. Um, I don't know what to call this, but it's like a horchata. What is it? Horchata? Yes, that's it. It's like this sugary is it drink cinnamon? thing. Yeah, it's cinnamon. Like it's cinnamon, cinnamon milk. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know the name of it. My my assistant just knows to get it for me because I like it, but I, I can't. I, I couldn't. I, I put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you what it was called. Rum chata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Question <laughs> for everybody. Flour tortillas versus corn tortillas. How do we feel? Like with soft shell? Or are you trying to say soft shell versus hard shell? Well, that's a I whole mean, other dynamic. It is. That's a whole other level. I didn't. This is why <laughs> we had Justin on, you guys. These are the questions that aren't being asked. And Justin's here to put us in check today. I would be soft. When I made that question, I was talking soft. So the question, the answer, I'll give you guys the, the right answer. It's uh, for right soft answer. shell. <laughs> right, yeah. There is a right answer. For soft shell, you go flour. But then if you're doing hard shell versus soft shell, I'm pretty sure it's a corn, and, and then hard shell wins every time. I, I think that's actually a great answer. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree I, with I, any I of that. I 100% appreciate what that is. <laughs> I hate soft corn tortillas. I yeah, I do too. Yeah. I like that is like just disappointment in a taco form. <laughs> disappointment in a taco form. Yes. Well, all right, guys. So, Taco Tuesday, we're here. Yes. Um, we're making it work. We're gonna hope that Streamyard um, cooperates this week all the way through. Um, and Glenn and I are joined. If anybody doesn't recognize, by the way, who the gentleman on the screen with us. You're nuts. You're crazy. Um, you have zero interest in digital marketing because this guy is probably the king when it comes to digital marketing in our space. So um, just wanted to give you a proper introduction, Justin, just for anybody that doesn't know you. Um, so, Justin, give a quick, like, little Cliff Notes introduction to yourself. Yes. Um, so it's just in case anybody that's watching doesn't know who you are. Cool. They also might not recognize me because I cut my hair, like, not too long ago. Um, but... The waves. Yeah. Are you getting that feedback? I'm hearing it now a little bit. Well, um, so my name is Justin Thomas. I have been in the insurance marketing, advertising niche industry for the last a little over three and a half years. Uh, started in the insurance industry five years ago, like a year as an intern at Northwestern Mutual. Got to understand life insurance. They really push like whole life products, um, kind of that type of fun stuff. Um, but I actually was taught to create a list of like 300 people that are friends and family. And then you go and bother them until they hate you and you have no friends left. And you also didn't write any policies. 
And I didn't think that that was a very good good way to start a business. Um, so even back then, this was like 2014, 2015, I was like trying to figure out just, just social media. I didn't even like understand that ads were out there um, for my business. And I like started to get into it, but I was very much discouraged by Northwestern Mutual at the time. So I just decided at that point that insurance wasn't for me, went off and got a corporate job. Uh, only to realize that being an employee was even more not for me than failing at insurance. Um, so I, uh, I quickly tried to learn how to, to start a business and I started a couple of different ones, but ultimately landed on um, just learning how to do digital marketing. Me and my wife started a small digital marketing agency here in Omaha, Nebraska. And some of our first clients were my friends, the people that I knew back at Northwestern Mutual um, and then it's grown from working with agents, working with agencies for a couple of years into a point where we, we had to sit down and be like, okay, do we want to actually create a marketing agency, hire like 20, 30, 50 people and, and really manage people, or do we want to try and pivot? And I kind of saw a opportunity in the market, um, the knowledge economy courses, those types of things were really popping up. Not too much in insurance, though, but in other areas. And so I thought, well, I could just try and turn what I've been doing into a consulting business. Um, we started with some of those initial clients, taught them how to do it. Really, it became from actually them requesting for us to teach them how to do it. And what we found is that they got better results when they would do it themselves rather than us just doing it for them. And that kind of sparked this whole new business um, endeavor, and I've been teaching agents how to do it for almost a little over two years now. And yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I, so I, have, I have a question for you, Justin, that I've always wanted to ask you in the whole 60-ish days that I've known you. Um, <laughs> so, um, have you ever, have, have and, and, and if I'm totally, you know, like way off here, just let me know. But would you say that, because you specialize in teaching insurance professionals, right? The digital marketing space. Have you considered expanding outside of that and just teaching people in general? Like why, why insurance agents? That's a good question. Um, and it comes down to like what I teach insurance agents to begin with. It's to really niche and create your own niche. So I saw a lot of people making courses um, about Facebook ads or about YouTube ads. And the problem was that they wouldn't get very good reviews. And I've even like taken some of those courses myself. And at the end of the day, it, it just, it create it doesn't really create good results. You like teach somebody kind of a skill, but it's very hard for them to apply it, especially like to, their business or if they don't even have a business um, it's just very tough. And then at the same token, you can reach a lot more people, but you can't really charge as much when you kind of specific and niche down, you can charge more and you can really make a program based around like getting somebody up to like upping their monthly income from 5,000 to 10,000, 10,000 to 20,000. And one, like you can charge a lot of money to do that. But at the same time, like, you know, you're directly impacting people. If you teach them how to do that and changing their lives. You're not just teaching them like what Facebook ads is. It's so it's, it's more fulfilling. And so I got to a point where 
um, I, I actually had to make that decision on my own. I was like, do I want to expand and just go more general and really sell everything through webinars and just online and, and kind of um, not be personable, not have relationships? Or do I want to go all in on insurance and have that really be my niche? No, so, cause like, so I, I decided insurance, like I decided I'm going hundred percent in all in on insurance and retirement and financial advisors. Like that's my niche. And so I mean, I wouldn't anymore even say that I'm like just digital marketing. I'm more of like teaching people how to build a business because a lot of the stuff we teach makes them think differently. And then with doubling down in that, I'm actually creating just like a very small insurance agency, just like me and two other business partners. So I can always keep my thumb on the pulse of the market and know what's going on and, and get better at sales, get better at every other aspect around this business, not just the digital market. So I have a question. I don't, admittedly, I don't know you as well as Christian does. So this might be a silly question, but for those of you who are watching this, I think you might have the same question. So, and also I did want to point out for any viewers today, I did just eat four tacos in the first (laughs) minutes. Um, I was aggressive. And I challenge anyone to try to beat that. That was, ooh, man, I'm I'm about to go take a nap right now. But that, that, that's a Taco Tuesday record. I, I challenge anyone that, to go I back was, and watch every episode. I was like, I wanted to see if by the time he got done with his introduction, I could just be done eating for the whole episode. So um, I do expect a trophy from you, Christian. But anyways, that being said, so Justin, if someone comes to you and they say, hey, I really want you to manage or run my ads for me. Is that something you do or do you purely teach people how to do it for themselves? Yeah, it's actually taking quite a bit of discipline because people will offer me a lot of money to do it. And I used to say yes. And I've taken on clients, but for the, I actually do have one client right now, but he lives in Omaha. Um, so it makes it a little bit easier, but he's the only one. And it's actually taking me a lot more time than taking a lot more time for me than I wanted it to. And that's why I, I can't, I consistently say no, because we it's like every, every aspect of my life. Like I try to practice discipline, practicing discipline is a lot harder or it's a lot easier said than done. But um, even like with my schedule, like if I say I'm going to do something at this time, nothing else can happen at that time. Um, right. One second, my computer trying to restart. No. All right. Bill, Gates, Bill Gates gets divorced and just wants to reset every PC. All of them are like, <laughs> Googling me. It's like manually hitting switches back there. Right. And, and so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, baby. No, no, that's a, so I'm a huge, you know, I've talked about this publicly before, but I'm a huge Steve Jobs fan. Mm. And Steve Jobs, like I've read, I've read multiple biographies about him. And he literally, like he, that was part of his focus of his day is how many times he could say no to people. Like he would literally talk to Johnny Ives who helped design products. And I'm pretty sure he's still on the design team, but he would be sit down at the end of the day and he'd say, John, how many times did you say no today? He said, I've said no 17 times to other projects to, you know, you know, it could be anything. But um, I think there's a lot of power in that, and that, and I'm sure that separates you from a lot of these other people who are 
saying yes to everything and everybody that that throws money at us. Yeah, man. I I just I made a decision. I think I really doubled down on that decision a little over a year ago, and it's like I'm focused on building this consulting business. And the reason I did it, I switched to this is because like, this is my lane. There's other people already doing that. If they want people to run into that. Um, but I can reach more people by consulting. I can reach more people and help more people by the model I chose. And every single time that I decide to stray away from that by taking on a client, it takes me away from building my business. I've, I've now got employees that I need to help or they don't eat, they don't get paid. So like, it's not just me sitting around messing around in my office anymore. Like it used to be, it's become like a more of a serious business now. And so I have to maintain that discipline to say, unfortunately, no, like no matter what you want to pay me, I just, I can't do that. So 40 grand, I'll put you on retainer right now. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is that like people will come at me um, with like percentages of their business, but they're effectively wanting me to build their business from the ground up. Like there's nothing already. There. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. <laughs> so that's okay. So, so so Justin, I, I'm I'm creating another agency that's going to be in my downline. I don't have a name yet. I'll give you 60% ownership if you build it for me. Yeah, exactly. That's like exactly what it is. Oh, gosh. That's hysterical. So I take really fast, too. I wanted to mention I took uh, Dan Henry's course, right? He's got a super popular Facebook ads course. I went, I bought it, went through it, start to finish. And I would, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, if it's not specifically geared towards your niche, there's kind of this emptiness in the course where, yeah, there was value there. You know, Dan Henry, I'm sure you're following me and you're probably watching this. So I don't want to disrespect you, but um, overall I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to an insurance agent. So I, I, again, I just wanted to clarify that I totally agree with that point. Yeah. And like, I would say that like all of my knowledge is an eclectic, combination of multiple different courses along with me running ads myself and it's i think at the end of the day no matter what program you take youtube video you watch you have to realize that unless somebody's actually doing it for you which most of the time it's got a lot of more over promises than actually happen but is when you're actually doing it for you like the responsibility is on you. You're a business owner. Like you have to be the one that takes a nugget out of every single thing that you put your time into. And if you have that mentality, I think you can, you can take something out of every program or YouTube video, every podcast you listen to. A lot of people just aren't prepared to do that. Right. So, then, okay, Justin, let's get into the nuts and bolts. <laughs> All right. So drop some knowledge on us mortals for a second here. Um, if someone, okay, let's, let's, let's say there's someone that's watching this right now, right? And they are interested in running Facebook ads, right? And they get in let's Facebook ads manager. somebody's watching. Right. <laughs> they, they get in Facebook ads manager, right? What kind of ad is your favorite to run? Or is there a favorite type? Like, is it conversions? Is it lead ads? Is it? What, what what type of ad is there one that you lean towards more than another when you're running Facebook ads? 
Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I would never run a lead ad because it's I just know how to get conversion ads to convert. So um, conversion ads to an outside landing page or funnel is going to be much higher quality, much more better use of your time every single time. But some people don't have the money. Some people don't have the time to start there. So, I mean, the only two ads that are worth running at all um, are lead ads and conversion ads. I would never run a traffic ad. I would never, I don't want to say never, but like very rarely would run a video views ad. Um, It's almost all conversions. And for me, it's 100% conversions. Um, But with, with that comes having to understand how to install the pixel on the landing page, um, landing pages, how to optimize for the right thing. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, long answer to your question, conversions every single time. It's, it's by far a lot more valuable. So to clarify, you're talking about having someone go to the website and they have an action on the website that they're completing versus a lead form where they're on the platform like Facebook and they just do a quick fill out of that information. Yeah, exactly. And the reason I would never run a lead ad for me or even any agent that I, that has hired me that like actually wants to grow their business is because I don't, I don't really like outbound stuff. I don't think outbound stuff is scalable. I don't think it's efficient Yes, it can make money quickly, but how long can you put human hours in over and over and over again until you get burnt out? So I'd much rather rely on technology over and over again to work for me so that me starting out, I don't have to do much to make a sale. And then I can easily replicate that process and replicate myself over and over again, continue to build a business bigger. Makes perfect sense. Makes, makes perfect sense. I, I know for me, you know, I've had a lot better, like as I've learned over the last couple of years, like kind of gotten more into the weeds and stuff, like as I've learned to more effectively use pixels, as I've learned to, you know, just really be able to design different kind of landing pages and things like that. I've, I found that the conversion ads have been way more effective for me than the lead, the lead gen ads. I started out doing lead gen ads, but I also learned that lead gen ads get flagged way more easily and often than conversions because Facebook is capturing that person's information on their platform. So they're more paranoid about it. Whereas if it's leaving the Facebook platform and going into a third party landing page, then, I mean, they're still paranoid about it, but not as much. Like, is that, is that accurate? There's been my, that's been my observation. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, lead that. Facebook's so much more paranoid when they're actually collecting people's information, which is funny because they already have all of everybody's information forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. When, when they have to like look like they're recapturing it, they're they're a little bit more. Uh, their lawyers probably get on them a little bit, so they're a little bit more tedious with that. Um, but also at the same time, like it's not just about like conversions versus lead ads it's there's there's so many more things that go into this and to speak to why you've been successful with that is because you've taken the time to be comfortable talking in front of a camera you like you understand how to do production you know how to understand what content to make you probably understand from the hundreds or thousands of sales calls you've had what language really gets these people to move and so marketing is easy for you now because you truly understand your customer and that's a lot of what I teach. Like people, 
I, I don't I don't publicly talk about this because it's probably boring to people. But if you know your customer, if you know your market, you're going to be able to beat everybody else you're competing with because being able to just speak to them like you're in your head is going to be more powerful than any buttons and levers or add anything that you touch inside the platforms, which is why I think like last time we talked, like I consider myself and focus more on like being a copywriter and studying that than like right. the tips and tricks inside any of these things. I've seen, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen so many Facebook ads that'll get targeted to me. And, and maybe that's probably more of a sign than anything that I'm being targeted because there will be like Medicare ads. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're targeting all ages, you know? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So maybe that's the yeah. problem right there. But like the copyright, the cop, the, the copy of the actual ad is like just kind of cringy, you know? Like I'm just like going through that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, where are you trying to go with this? You know, I, for me, that was something I struggled with knowing what to put at the beginning. Like when I was first starting to learn how to do it, I'm, I'm still not by any means perfect, but now I feel like I can comfortably know what to put on an ad copy to get results. Whereas like so many other people, um, and, and there's some that are really good at it too, but of course, but like so many other people, they just seem to really struggle with knowing what to say. You know, it's almost like turns into this awkward like thing that they're trying to force. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely an art, but at the same time, I think like people who say they're good at sales just aren't good at sales and they're just not good at talking (laughs) to people or like not good at knowing what people want to hear. And so then they have trouble with ad copy. And at the end of the day, it's all like the same thing. You just need to understand how to be compelling and you need to understand like what people want. If you're talking about what you think people want, that doesn't matter. Like you need to actually understand what's the real benefit, right? And, and then when you find those, everything becomes easy. And it's different for each product too. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I have a two-part question here. So one is iOS 14.5. You know, everyone's talking about that. That's kind of a hot button issue. I'm sure you have a, a pre-programmed response for me, so I'm excited to hear that. <laughs> um, and then two, you know, last year with the election and everything else like the Facebook ad platform kind of changed in a lot of ways. And Facebook also went through and they were just like banning accounts. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on the upcoming change in iOS. Everyone acts like it's going to like just destroy Facebook ads, which I have a hard time believing. And then uh, two is, you know, if someone has gotten their ad platform banned, have you ever seen them get on band and what would you say to someone if they're watching this and they, they got their ad account locked? That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. So the first part is, is kind of fun because I was actually reading about this today. Um, so when you, when you look at Facebook, I think it's like 97 or like 99.7% of their revenue comes from advertisers. Okay. So I call their money. And when this was originally announced by Apple, their stock price actually rose. So that tells me and that tells other people that the smart people investing in Facebook don't think it's going to be a problem. The other thing that happened was that Facebook and Apple are actually fighting with each other. Like they don't, this is happening because they don't like each other. And when this happened, when Apple announced this, Facebook actually took to the media 
with a bunch of hyperbole saying that like this is going to ruin Facebook ads. And like Facebook actually said that because they wanted Apple users to, they wanted, they essentially wanted to create like a, a viral movement of all their advertisers to basically go out and like talk about how this is bad and reach more people to actually get them to not click the button to stop tracking when it comes out. So a lot of these like rumors and stuff were actually started by Facebook in order to kind of get this movement going. Um, so at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to affect things that much. Um, and also it's only going to affect iPhone users, which is, is bigger in the United States than, than anywhere else. But I think it's still like close ish to 50, 50, unfortunately. Um, everybody should have an iPhone, but they don't. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, Android users, turn off the stream. You've been called out. <laughs> not only can you not access Clubhouse, which, <laughs> which <laughs> what happened to Clubhouse? What the hell happened That's to Clubhouse? My job. <laughs> Trump, I love it. You know, I ch- I wanted to check while you were talking there. I can't believe it, but he's telling the truth, you guys. Facebook stock actually went up over the past. You know, it's like almost ten percent. Like that's shocking to me. I would have thought it would have just. Which which I'm an investor, down. by the way. So yeah, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> Christian's but- like as soon as I heard the news, I threw all my money into Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, so who this will affect? Um, people that so retargeting audiences are going to be affected. Um, lookalike audiences are going to be affected, and some of the cold audiences, but not really. It's going to be like mainly lookalike and retargeting are going to be affected by this change in general. But Facebook's taking steps in order to get past that. So basically they're taking steps to bring back some of the people that have opted out. And so if you have a pixel going, if you turn on automatic advanced matching, they can then take people's data that gets entered on your page and match it to Facebook's actual information. So if you collect an email, Facebook will then take that email, match it with all their data and try and match it to a user, even though it wasn't pixel. And then they're also going to allow you to choose like eight aggregate events um, that they will then take like up to three days to get back in. So it may slow things down. I think the biggest takeaway from it is that like, if you are, uh, if you just focus on having really good ad copy and really good creative, you're going to do better than everybody else. If you've been like relying on audiences or you've been relying on Facebook's algorithm to put your ad in front of the right person, which I can tell you that if you've been running an ad with zero targeting and you just go and do a 50 mile radius around your town and don't do anything, the algorithm has been working really hard for you. So you probably will be affected Um, because what the algorithm does. So let's just say I did a, my audience was 50 mile radius around Omaha, Nebraska. I think it's like, let's just say it's a million people. Um, It's then going to take that and it's going to segment it into like 20 different boxes and the most amount of people you'll ever reach from that million people is like 100,000 or 200,000. And that's going to be based on in the first four days who clicks on your ad. So as soon as one person clicks on your ad, now Facebook's like, okay, we got to go down that branch of like who's their friends, who's this person like. 
And then the more clicks you get, it then it brings your audience, your overall audience into this very, very small audience. And that's why it's really hard to actually ever see your impressions or, or more importantly, your reach 